0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Tulsa Life podcast. We are here today, live in studio. I don't know; it isn't really live. I guess if you're listening to a podcast episode, but But we're live. We're doing this live, yeah. So we're
1: live today with Aaron Robbins. So welcome, Aaron. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Aaron.
0: Yeah. So we were just saying it's we should rename this to be the Aaron Show today. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna be the
1: Aaron episode.
0: Oh, it's the Aaron episode. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna use that. It's the Aaron episode. So. Aaron Robbins and Aaron Catron, we get yep. to work together. Uh, sometimes we're interchangeable. People will call you thinking they're talking to me, mm-hmm. and vice versa. I get lots of emails to oh, Aaron. Yes.
1: <laughs> you <get lots laughs> Where'd of you emails. send it? Oh, to Aaron.
0: Oh, I sent it to that Aaron. Yeah. Okay, wrong Aaron. Anyway, but the reason that we really wanted to have you in this morning and, and why this morning is so special is you are our January
1: cultural icon. Yay. Yes, I'm super thankful, grateful. Humbled. I mean, it's an honor for sure. So,
0: first of all, nobody knows what that means. Yes. And I think uh, one of the the unique things about our brokerage um, is that I think probably I would say maybe our number one focus um, isn't even production. Yeah. But I think our number one focus is is definitely the people and the culture that our brokerage has. Mm -hmm. And so part of that. It it is it is and and it works because yeah. it's a great place that we love to be mm-hmm. and I think at the end of the day if you enjoy where you work and you enjoy who you work with it just makes it a whole lot easier in life in general yeah so I'm grateful for that too uh, but the cultural icon is a is a newer thing that we just started I guess probably about within the last six months
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I think
0: we've had a couple um, cultural icons so far but. Tell us a little bit about what that means to you and maybe give a brief explanation uh, to somebody who's kind of listening in and and what that might mean to somebody outside looking in.
1: Sure. So um, kind of explaining, I guess, what it is, and then I'll hit on what it means to me to be the cultural icon this month for January. So what it is for us and for our brokerage, what's unique about it is you're not Aaron Katrin and a leadership of our team doesn't necessarily pick the culture icon every month. It's completely nomination, um, you know. Um, voted on by voted your on peers. By peers, yes. So there's not any type of um, like application. Right yeah. You're not applying for it. It's not right. something that you're checking off the boxes.
0: It is, it is 100%. And there's not, like,
1: necessarily a way to earn it, except right. for just having that rapport and that, respect with your peers where they think of you and say, you know what, I think they deserve to be the cultural icon this month. So um, kind of with that being said, that's to me why it is such a huge honor and responsibility to be voted that because that really means that people see you in this way and you definitely don't want to do anything that would go against that and you want to uphold that honor of being the cultural icon. I know last month um, we had another Team member who was voted and I think he was completely blindsided, but it was so, um, sweet. And so sweet and so amazing. Yes. And he just was so shocked, but it was like, everybody was like, oh yeah, Duds, you like, we love you. And we think that you're, you know, awesome. And we want to respect you and honor you in this way. So it's definitely something that I think. And you're people- kind of selling yourself a little bit short because you're not
0: really telling everybody like a cultural icon is somebody who embodies mm-hmm. like encouragement and, you know, going the extra mile for our team, going the extra mile for each other, you know, it's, it's, like you said, your peers seeing you as somebody who they can depend upon, somebody who gives back, somebody who's not looking for credit, you know, who is showing up behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and some of the biggest things, you know, that you contributed to, um, that a lot of your peers, you know, said, and, and I love it because it's really cool it's it's one thing to get voted and and it's, you know, you're like, oh, this is a cool popularity thing. No, mm-hmm. it isn't. When you vote for a cultural icon within our office, you know, the person who's who's nominating you has to say why. Yeah. And so I know that's hard to talk about, but I'm going to I'm going to kind of brag on you um because the the things that were mentioned and the comments that were made about Aaron were very direct and personal at how you have helped certain people on our team, how you, you know, pour into mentoring, you know, newer agents, how you show up for even our Christmas party. Um, Our Christmas party was so fun. Yeah. And, you know, not only did you make it a beautiful setting and, you know, you just really took the ball and ran with making it look good by decorating and and showing up and being there and, and getting and coordinating all of that and then you also coordinated the
1: karaoke, oh, which was, was super
0: important. Violet, well, uh, Tyler,
1: sorry, side note, Tyler is my husband for, no one, for people who wouldn't know that. But I kind of let him take over because that's... And he was awesome yeah. too.
0: But the fact that you guys did that for our team mm-hmm. and, you know, the, all the things that you do helping people, whether it's if they need help with contracts or if they need help, you know, understanding, you know, how to use certain systems within our brokerage. You just, it's, it is really your teammate's giving you that accolade and saying, we see you, we see what you're doing, we appreciate you, and we love you. Mm-hmm. So being the cultural icon within our brokerage, and, and we're talking about 30 people, so yeah. it's not like, you know, it's, it's not nothing to to be the cultural icon, but I just, I think you're so deserving of that. And I think it's it's awesome that our team sees you and sees that and and sees that as an honor that you really do deserve. Yeah.
1: And another thing, well, thank you. Um, I feel very appreciative and very honored to have been voted. And another thing that um, people, I think, vote on as well, at least I know when I go to nominate people and vote for them, is if they have the culture of the brokerage at something that they hold in high regard and that they're protective of. Yes. And not protective in a way where, you know, it gets, um, like, where you're against people, but just where you want other people to to kind of come up to that standard. You don't necessarily protect it where it's like okay, we're we're cutting people out, but you want to bring everyone in and be like this is what we do here and this is how we respond and this is how we act and like you want to bring people into that as well. And I think that's been really cool.
0: So I think you're right. Protecting the culture is is a is not a negative connotation at all. Mm-hmm. On the contrary, you know, we always say that our culture is to encourage mm-hmm. and our culture is to uplift and our cur- and and to support mm-hmm. and I think that you're exactly right protecting that where I think that protection is just protecting from negativity. Yeah. You know, protecting, you know, the it this is a hard business to be in. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people assume that being a real estate agent is very flexible and it's super easy and you set your own schedule and you know, you hear all these things and the people that go into real estate and they're like why did you decide to go into real estate and they they name off all these things and you're like well How much real estate do you sell?
1: Yeah, Because people that sell
0: a lot of real estate uh, usually don't have a lot of flexibility. They usually don't have a lot of extra time. And, you know, we talked about it at at our Christmas party again and kind of gave a shout out to our spouses Mm -hmm. because I think, you know, they're the unsung heroes in a lot of ways because there are so many times that we answer our phones, that we're responding to emails, that we're negotiating contracts, you know, all of these things that go into that. And that contributes to a culture that is necessary to be uplifting. Yeah. And it's you really do need to get um refreshed and energized by coming into a place that you feel like okay, I can if if I'm a little bit depleted, if I'm a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, worn down, mm-hmm. This is a place that I could come and get rejuvenated. Yeah, and so I think that that is the culture that we are going for. That is the culture that we want to maintain, and that is definitely the culture that we want to protect. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you're right. I think when we say protecting the culture, that's a that's a that's a really really positive thing. Yeah, it's not negative at all. And and are we open to? You know, we have open arms for other people who are going to contribute to that culture. Mm-hmm. So we're happy. You know, to to continue to grow in that way. We just want to make
1: sure that's the direction that it's going. Yeah, definitely. Because I know, I mean, there's been days where I've come in and maybe not been in the best of spirits for whatever reason. Maybe, you know, you, you woke up late or whatever it may be that happened in your world over the day before or the night before. And then you come into the meeting and you can't help but just kind of... Smile and kind of get it together and be like, you know what? I'm going to be excited and happy because you're around all these people who that's the same way that they came in. And, but maybe there's someone else in the room that didn't, you know, but they come in the room and they get lit up by everybody's energy and the people that they get to be around. And what you said is so, so true. I've worked terrible jobs before at real estate, but. I worked with a great crew of people and I stuck it out because Because I was like, like these people are so awesome that this is not really fun what we're doing together, but I want to hang out with these people and I want to be around these people. And so, yeah, it makes a huge difference who you surround yourself with. So without calling anybody out or or
0: (laughs) saying where you worked, but
1: what is the worst job you've had? Oh, um, (laughs) actually, uh one of the worst jobs that I had was in college I worked and this sounds terrible I worked at a Christian bookstore and it was and it was bad it was so bad um I mean and I've worked a lot of places like I started I've done the service industry I've worked I mean in a lot of like jobs that were probably conditions were worse but something about that Christian bookstore I would I I don't look I don't look kindly back on it you're like yeah what's that going on what about you
0: uh, okay, so I have to say maybe my worst job, unfortunately. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> um, my dad, he has a commercial or custom cabinet business,
1: oh. and
0: so he he has a shop. He's you know he has his own shop, mm-hmm. and the summer that we turned sixteen, we were forced to work in the shop. And so my sixteenth summer of my life, I had to you know clean sawdust and I had to sweep floors and. And uh now looking back it's not the worst job I ever had. Yeah. But you know in the time and the moment and you're like I want to go work somewhere cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be I want to be doing something. You know, my second job was at a tanning salon which at that point in my life was really was cool. cool. Yeah. And uh <laughs> that that was a, definitely a step up from what I thought, you know, but looking back and and seeing I got to spend time with my dad, mm-hmm. spent the summer with him. Um I learned some really cool trades, you know, I eventually did move off the sweeping crew. And I got to do like you know edge banding and staining ooh. and painting and and a little bit of cabinet assembly See, stuff like that. And installation highlights me. I'm like, ooh, you got to build things. Yeah, like, I, love I it. mean, it's definitely some life skills. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna tell you that I'm handy, but at least I know how to do some things. That thanks, Dad. So sorry that it might have been my quote unquote worst job, but it was actually you know a really cool experience at you the end of the day. Back
1: on it, and you have great takeaway. Yeah, yeah. That's good and yeah it's it's kind of funny,
0: but I did talk to uh so Tim Billingsley and mm. he's, he if you listen to this, Tim, you're gonna laugh because I'm gonna call him out a little bit, but uh I was talking to him the other day, and he told me that his one of his jobs when he was you know really trying to make ends meet, and he had several different jobs, and he was just getting started into coaching and he was just doing scouting and analytics and that type of thing but his his other job was uh, what was it called? I can't think of the name of it, it was something really funny and catchy, but um, it was basically dropping off diapers, huh. and it was a diaper delivery, but he had to pick up the old diapers.
1: Was it like cloth diapers? I and think it must them? have been cloth diapers. Oh. I, I I think it
0: was, because yeah. it was, I mean, I, I'm guessing it had yeah. to be, because I there, don't think he There would. are services out, I mean, as a mother, so, I know. But, so <laughs> he picked up the old diapers and gave them the new diapers, and, and he said at the end of the day, he would have a... a Truck full of her van full of dirty diapers, and I was like, that the smell was awesome. Yeah, I said, okay, you you <laughs> win that one. So he he definitely won that one. So let's talk a little bit. Um, so we talked a little bit about you know kind of our culture, who we are, you being named cultural icon, which is is so impressive and you know amazing, and and you talked a little bit about our team culture. Tell me a little bit too. So we have meetings um, more than any other brokerage I know, and we have you know great attendance at all of our meetings mm-hmm. because our agents want to be here and you know are rewarded for being here and so i think that's a really something that's unique that we do that most other brokerages don't do nearly as frequently mm-hmm. but tell me a little bit of like what's your favorite thing about your morning meeting
1: um i think the favorite thing for me about the morning meeting is probably um what we started doing not too I know too what you're long ago say. Is gratitude. Yes. yes. This is my favorite thing too. Yes. So um how many months ago did we start doing oh that? My gosh. It's, I would say at least six months ago. Yeah. So over six months probably, but something we started implementing and we start every single meeting that we do with people giving gratitude. And that could be, I mean, some people come in and they give gratitude to their spouse or yeah. to who's a not family member there, but right, yeah. who's not there. Um, and it may be gratitude or for their kids or whatever. But most times, you know, you're giving gratitude to other teammates for either they helped you out right. or just how they encouraged you or something along those, along those lines. And so, yeah, I love it. How I do too.
0: And and you're right, because when you said that a minute ago, it just sets the tone for your day. Mm-hmm. And it really sets the tone and for it's hard to be starting upset. out. Yeah, it is hard to be It is hard to be. Negative mm-hmm. when you're talking about how many positive things are going on, and uh, Philip and I were talking before the podcast about New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of goal setting and and you know, it's interesting to me because I think that every single year, January one rolls around and everybody gets you know all excited and pumped about, you know, okay, it's first of the year, what are we gonna do? One of the things that I think that we did really well this last quarter. Um, <laughs> is that we didn't wait for the first of the year mm-hmm. to set those goals, and we didn't wait until the first of the year to roll around to go. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna hit the ground running. I was really impressed and proud of our team. You know, in the month of December, that I mean, we were hooked up, and I felt like <laughs> <some water? laughs> maybe you can have that water. I think, yeah, I'll keep talking so you don't have to. <laughs> okay, thank you. You All can right. get you, you can get your breath, <laughs> but it was it was something really, uh, in my opinion, that was impactful to go. Hey, let's don't make a New Year's resolution. Let's actually just make a resolution. Let's 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 decide <laughs> that we are going to come in and we are going to, you know, be diligent in our work. Be diligent with our schedule.
1: <laughs> it's like one of those times. you, just you hit it. It
0: goes down the wrong way, and then you're like, I okay, I got to sit like, here. I'm, wrong and, I'm really trying to stop. No, you're good. And then it's hard to talk. I'm like, I feel like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're you're good.
1: <laughs> um, I think I'm good
0: now. And Philip's so good at editing, so maybe I know even, it's not even
1: gonna like, be like it's yeah. there. People it's, listening, will I, be I like, won't what even know. They're gonna be like,
0: wait, what just happened there? No. She's so talking about them. Okay, anyway, so, so no, so <laughs> I really felt like that was really good. So New Year's resolutions comes around. I feel like we are positioned well. You know, I think a lot of people are. We'll talk real estate for just a few minutes, and you know, the market it's a little bit different. Yeah, on that side. Yeah, there you Crying. go. Um, no, you're <laughs> good. So, what do you feel like going into this year? Number one, do you feel like you're set up a little differently, positioned positioned better? Um, what do you feel like the market is going to be like for you personally this year? Yeah. Um, I think the market is the market, and we kind of talked about that a little bit today. Mm-hmm. So give us your take on what you feel like the market is doing right now and how
1: you think maybe—
0: I know nobody has a crystal ball, yeah. but what are you seeing? Yeah.
1: So actually, I've been getting— that question asked a lot. I feel like every time I go out and show, people are like, are you busy or like how's how are you doing or whatever or even people you're not showing, just people that know you're in real estate. Um I think the market has been stabilizing, which is not necessarily a bad thing. No, I agree. And I keep telling people it's a really great thing for buyers because how hard was it to buy a home in the market that we just had? It was it was stressful. It was really hard, especially for first-time homebuyers who weren't as prepared as others. And so I think it's great because it's just been stabilizing, and there still is plenty of business going on, plenty of things happening. I mean, we had the best December yeah. that we've ever had yes. in this market that's changing. So it's definitely, like you always say, it's kind of what how you make it, or you're going to frame it. You know, and your world is framed by your words. One thing we know about real estate, it changes. changes. Yep. I mean,
0: all of the time. And I always say, too, that there's always going to be a need for people that need to sell their homes. Mm -hmm. And there's always a need of people that need to buy homes. And I think that you're just looking at different markets. Um, The one thing that I've noticed, and you can tell me if you've you've noticed the same thing, um, probably is the new construction side. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that it's it's loosened up a little bit in the sense that um, I think there was so much demand. Mm -hmm. I feel like new construction always has a little bit of a lag. Because mm-hmm. when the demand happens, I mean, it takes a while to get those new construction homes ready to be moved into. So we had this high demand, not enough supply. Yep. Now the supply's finally got there. The demand has come down a little bit. So I've seen a little bit of shift in the new construction. Oh, for sure. Where there's actually some new
1: construction homes available that are move-in ready. Uh-huh. And price reductions. Yes. So, yeah. we um, Actually, a teammate and I were just talking about this last week about some price drops that we've seen on brand-new construction homes, which before it was like— This is the price. Um, There was actually builders telling people, like, you will sign that it won't appraise because it won't. But this is our price because this is the cost that we have in it. So there there will probably be a gap, and you're going to be responsible. So now you're seeing that come back down. And— yeah, there is inventory, and they can go and actually look at new builds and not just be waiting um to see if they yeah, can get into the That was a new the other home. thing
0: is even if you get a new construction home under contract, you might be months away. Oh
1: yeah, like a year. I mean, I think at one point it was like we're a year out. Like yeah,
0: different builders were. Uh-huh. I mean, it was it was really um, it was really tough mm-hmm. in that in that new construction. So I feel like that to me is one of the biggest things, the biggest shifts that I've seen. Uh, that I think is a great thing. Uh-huh. And I know the I know the builders are going, okay, well we would m- much rather have them all pre-sold <laughs> yeah. a year yeah. <laughs> in advance. Uh, so I know it's probably not as great for the builders but for buyers I think it's really I think it's a really helpful thing. Mm-hmm. Um but that's probably I think that's maybe the 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 biggest difference that I can see. I don't think prices have fallen a lot. Um interest rates are holding pretty steady. Yep. And you know they they ticked up a little bit from when they were just, you know, Stupid low. Yeah. Um, If you got in on the stupid low, then congratulations. We're probably never going to see that again in our lifetime, I don't think. Um, But I just, I feel like we're in a really good spot. And I feel like positioning for the first of the year, Mm -hmm. I
1: just, I think it's a really good place to be right now in Tulsa Market. Yeah. And something um, that we're doing that we've never done before is just kind of being more prepared. So as that shifts, we've done things as a team to grow and be more prepared and implement new systems. And so strategies. Yeah, I felt, yeah. yeah, more strategies. I feel definitely more prepared going into this year than any year that I've been in real estate before. So
0: yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Well, Aaron, thanks so much yeah. for coming on today. And you're always so great. Even if you're choking to death, you know, it's, it's <laughs> you, you recovered really well. That so was, I was, oh man, no, was, you did great. <laughs> you did great. But Congratulations on being a cultural thank icon and, and that is such an honor and it is a big deal and you are so deserving of that. So, you know, I just I'm I love working with you. I love being in business with you and I couldn't ask for a better teammate. And, you know, not only are you a cultural icon, but you're on our leadership team and you know, your contribution to our team is
1: irreplaceable. Well, thank you. And I there's nowhere else in real estate that I would be in the Tulsa area. So Okay. She said it. Now I did you know. say it. It's, I know. I was about to say, it. like, I put it out there. So. I know. You put it out there. Now you are locked in forever and ever and ever. It's it. so. <laughs> Golden hand caps. Well, I'm, I'm no. good. I'm good with that. No, I'm, I'm good with I'm that. just kidding. It's a great, great place to be. And I've definitely seen what else is out there. So I'm happy to be here. Well, okay. Well, happy new year to yeah. everybody.
0: And we will catch you. I don't even know what's going to happen on the next episode, but it's going to be great. So catch us next time on Tulsa Life Podcast.